everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live, a show on myself, Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net and Cheryl Watson of Culture.com. Talk about all the latest Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, genre fiction happening. Cheryl, how are you today? We survived. We did. Um, That's how I'm feeling today. This past weekend was the highly, highly anticipated Battle of Winterfell in The Long Night and um, Avengers Endgame beyond that. How long do you think it'll be before we get another weekend like that, where two events that enormous are happening at the same time? I I don't know if ever is the answer, frankly. I mean... It feels kind of serendipitous. Yeah, Star Wars Episode Nine comes out in December, kind of all by its lonesome, so... Yeah, there's really nothing that has been this similar in terms of blowing away their respective fields. Maybe ever. I mean, um, pop culture is reaching kind of a zenith point. Maybe we can't go back from it. Or maybe it's uh, the beginning of a new era. Because I feel like a lot of studios want to um, make this happen all the time. Oh my God, I'd be so tired. (laughs) Perpetually tired. All right. We're not going to spend that much time. Everybody, thanks for watching. Glad you're here. Um, Going over the long night, we talked about it on Take the Black React immediately after. I stand by everything I said there. I personally really enjoyed it. Same. I know that uh, there have been a lot of uh, intense reactions, and we talk about some of them on Take the Black Club this week. But I thought today, because we've kind of, we watched it, we've, we've absorbed it, we got it in. I loved the Arya twist, by the way. I thought it was pretty great. Uh, parts about the uh, other parts of the episode were, you know, good too, but that yeah. one was terrific. I thought we would talk mostly about honest question to you and everybody out there. What is next? They've winter is come, winter is gone. They've killed the Night King. The army of the dead is gone. Kind of the thing that we've been gearing up for for a long time. The mm-hmm. big existential threat of the series is over. So, and we're not halfway through the season. The nope. last three episodes are all very long. As yep. long as this one, or like a couple minutes shorter. A couple minutes shorter, yeah. Whereas the first two were like more like normal. Um, what the hell is going to happen in the last three? <laughs> Stuff, things, plot, perhaps. <laughs> I, You know, I am still really interested by where they're going to go with this. Because I think the photos are very suggestive. I think the trailer's very suggestive. And I think it's, we're, we're bringing it back down to when it was just a bunch of people vying for the chance to be the ruler of this continent. And I think I'm, I'm excited for it. Like I like Cersei Lannister as a character. So I'm just excited for more of her. Cause I have not had enough of Lena Headey faces in my, in my life for the past three I love weeks. Lena faces. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm actually kind of impressed like, I I don't I didn't see the Night King dying coming this early. I don't no. think most people did. I liked the way they did it. We've got a record saying that. I thought it was really well pulled off, at least the, the final bits of it with Arya killing him. Um, but okay, honestly, that it has been my pet theory for a long time. I figured they would lose the Battle of Winterfell, then I came go down to King's Landing, and then we would have kind of Cersei interface with the dead stuff. But it, in my heart of heart, Cheryl. I actually, and again, I'm not making this up. This is not an after-the-fact thing. I always wanted them to take care of that early and to have the final chunk of the series be more about the characters. I thought it might go into, like, John versus Danny, and I kind of wrote that off for a while because I'm like, we're not going to have time. But now? We have time, I guys. don't know. We have time. I really time. don't. 
You got three hour and a half episodes? Why not? You could do it. You could totally do it. Do you think that'll happen? We're kind of heading towards it. I feel like we have to be because, yeah. you know, they, John told Daenerys of his uh, true origins in A Night of the Kingdoms, great episode. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really get to deal with the fallout because knock, 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 it's the dead, deal with me. <laughs> um, but now it's got to come back. And yeah, I'm, I like the boldness of the choice. And I, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens because I, I was always... I mean, I know some folk wanted more backstory of the Night King. I always thought it was just going to be, he, he's just a, you know, he's an elemental force, an undead monster. I never thought it was going to get complicated with him. So I'm glad there's going to be room for that now. Really quickly, um, somebody brought up the go, go, go theory, Aaron Northcutt. Did you hear that one? What's the go, go, go theory? Where when Jon Snow is facing down Viserion in the courtyard, um, he yells, go, 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 to the signal to Arya to run past to go to the Godswood. I do not agree. Um, I think, I do think there's a moment where he kind of yells at the dragon. And that could be like the moment where Arya chooses to dart through because he's distracted. But I I, I don't think they uh, made contact. Maybe though, it's a cool theory. Anyway, let's look at the trailer for the next episode and see if we can't piece some things together. Let's get into it. Roll it. We have won the Great War. Now we will win the last war. We'll rip her out root and stem. By the way, hello everybody. Hello, Brian, Jim, Julie, Kayla, Lisa. I couldn't get the comments immediately because I don't know, I'm bad with this thing. And Jen, I agree with you completely. He was death and he was dealt with. You guys get it. You get what we're going for. Okay. Got some smart fans. So next. Next. Um, we also have some images from it, from the new episode. The most, the m- thing they're highlighting are um, this mass funeral, it looks like. Uh, can we see that for a second? Where there's going to be Team Targaryen in front of all these bodies. And then what I liked about it was that we got them off to one side, mm-hmm. and then we also have Team Stark with Bran and Arya and all those folk off to another side. Again, I'll, I'll come back to it. Are they foreshadowing a split between teams John and Danny? I mean, when they're on opposite sides of the castle, it looks like like they're on opposite sides of the gate. I mean, it's and, the same funeral. It might well, just it's be. the same funeral, but they're on. They're very clearly split. There's also a wide shot where you can see that they're pretty clearly split. Yeah, and I think John's in the middle, by the way. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, funny. John's 100% in the middle because symbolism. Yes. We got got to have some Targaryen stock. What is he? Um, uh, Lisa asked, why is Danny giving the orders in the trailer? I'm not entirely sure because there's a bit in the trailer where she's like, you know, we've won the Great War. Now we're going to win the last war, Rupert's Root and Stem. Well, I, I think, I wonder if she won over some people during that battle by, you know, lighting up uh, the night and the dead with her dragons. Couldn't have hurt. Probably I mean, she, helped. She, she gave them a good old call try. I mean, they fought together. That does bring you together. It's true. And she is their queen, technically. I think we're going to see some uh, people contest that, but she is still their queen. And, you know, they all survived. They're probably high on this. They're, they're ready to go like, woo, yeah, rocket, we got some beer. Um, 
so I, I, I guess that's my main question right now. Do, does this series end with John and Danny going at each other? Probably. Maybe? Uh, right? We don't know, right? We're no, not sure. We, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you don't know either. Uh, we are we are adrift in a sea of not knowing for once, and it's kind of great. Yeah, um, it's fun. It, yeah, I mean, that's one path it could take. One path that it could also take is John and Danny kind of do a collective shrug of we don't care about the incest and let's just uh, keep getting it on. And then that just continues. But I think that would be kind of boring. So I'm sure that the tension's not over between them because I think that would kind of be a drain on the entire series. So I think it's possible that they end up going at it with each other. I don't know if we're going to get a full-on dragon-on-dragon combat again, but... After the day this time? Yeah. It, I mean, it would be sweet, but yeah, I'm not... I'm not sure either. But. I'm not sure. I think it would be interesting either way and oh my god Cersei has color on for once it's been a she while does. it's been a while we also have the shot of i think danny masande and varus all presiding over the council like the commenter said mm -hmm. uh they do she, she does look in charge in um yes the trailer so it seems like you know she has clearly established herself i'm in charge since she got here to winterfell she wants to keep that going although okay Maybe, here's a scenario for you. The dead come, they kill thousands of people. I think her Dothraki are just gone, yeah. uh, pretty much, or like almost gone. Uh, Northerners died, Dothraki died, Unsully died. It doesn't look like it from the trailer, but might Danny chill out a little bit and be like, okay, now that I've got some perspective on how bad things could be, ruling doesn't seem quite so important to me anymore, and I can make some compromises? Um. I think that's possible. There is that one picture of her where she's standing in front of Drogon and she looks like she's almost smiling or hopeful. You can kind of see it in the, the trailer a little bit as well. Um, I think that's where the shot comes from because she's wearing a new coat dress thing. Um, but I think it's possible. I mean, when you're one of your most loyal vassals dies in your arms, I think there's... Which hurt, by the way. Yeah. That, I don't know about you guys, but to me... Jorah's death was the most emotional one for me. Like seeing Danny cry over him, and then Drogon. I, I love when Drogon. I didn't love, but when Drogon came down and put his head behind. Pets being sad makes me sad. I mean, pets being sad makes a lot of people sad. I think. <laughs> I think. I think they knew that. But yeah, I. Yeah, I think she might mellow out, but I don't know if it's permanent. I mean, again, what, what I'm intrigued by is that. I thought this season was going to be all about coming together to defeat the Night King. And now I find that, frankly, it's more interesting than I gave it credit for. Yeah! <laughs> like, they're going to get a little more into the nitty-gritty of people fighting people. Um, where does Cersei fit in this? Because we see Cersei again. Bless her heart. I missed her. I believe oh, we have a picture of that, too, with Euron Greyjoy in King's Landing. Side of the two episodes, they look pretty cozy, by the way. I mean, I don't know if I read cozy into Cersei's body language there. Also, <laughs> peep the mountain just creeping. Just creep but, it on I in. mean, he is letting Euron get close. Right. Um, I mean, not Cersei. She is awfully smug. clothed. <laughs> Be clothed. She, she is. She also looks super smug about something, and I think that's really interesting. I don't know what I mean, she's watching. I mean, that's kind of her default expression. But. <laughs> yeah, it's a resting smug face. Um, I mean... I think she's watching the Golden Company assemble in front of them. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. You know what's funny? Also, Cersei was right this whole time <laughs> that she totally had the right idea not helping them. Like, exactly what she said would happen happened. They yeah. fought each other. Now, Danny and John are weakened, and she has a chance of picking off the survivor, which, man, would that ever be a twist? What, by the way, can I go um, really egghead um, literary theorist for a minute? Of course. Okay. So, you know the hero's journey. You're a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. I'm just gotcha. conversant. There have been some talks um, over this past week. I wrote a little article about it. How uh, the hero's journey, you know, it's all these stages. You call to adventure, blah, blah, blah. You go to the magical world. This seemed to be kind of the end of the the main existential magical world threat. This is Frodo touching the ring in a mountain doom. Is, is killing the Night King. Are you killing the Night King is doing that. Now we're getting into the return part of it where they go back to the Shire and Saruman's there and he's messing things up and they have to boot him out. Only Cersei is Saruman and uh, they have to do that, which I think makes sense to me. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, is, it does make sense. I, I've, I've seen some criticism where it's like, oh, now it's just a letdown. And I'm like... See, I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't get it. Again, we discussed this on our Take the Black uh, Club episode yes, where... I think that the reaction to the last episode has kind of revealed, or at least, I don't know, highlighted where people's priorities lie in this show. Like, honest to God, I was not lying when I said earlier, I was hoping they would get the Night King out of the way, you know, not quick, but like long enough so they still have time to do some good old fashioned Game of Thrones politicking. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people were very upset he was taken out that quickly and thought it was a letdown or that his story didn't amount to what it should have amounted to. And I mean, like, and like some of those points I get, some of them I really don't. But um, I wanted this outcome, and I'm excited it's here. But again, I mean, I, I guess Game of Thrones is such, is such a, a widely watched show, and uh, just so popular, blah, blah, so many people. For like, no one's gonna like it for the same reasons all the time. Like, I can't make you like it for the same reasons I like it, and you can't do the same to me. That's true, and we've tried. And, you know, they were always, <laughs> yes, God, we tried. We've tried. And they were always saying you can't please everybody in the interviews. Maybe this is what they meant. I mean, I think it's a reasonable assumption to be like, this is what, at least some of what they meant. And, you know, if, if Cersei does end up completely um, winning at the end. No. Nobody's going to be happy. That can't happen. Are it? you sure about that? Like, I would put some outside money on Cersei Lannister. I mean, honest to God, maybe. What's so kind of fun about this moment is that, again, I don't think... That, that, okay, honest poll. Who in the comments thought the Night King would die by episode three? Who did it? Who thought he would die before half the season is over? I want to know. Um, what's exciting about that is... Th- I've got my train of thought is that now that he's gone, um, yeah, okay, I, 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 I'm back on track, um, that they pulled that giant twist, kind of huge twists like that are back on the table. Like, I think for a while, kind of since the Red Wedding, they haven't gone full bore on a, you never would have seen this coming, I can't believe they did it. Look, some moments came close. Like, they... Pull their punch on Jon Snow. If Jon Snow had stayed dead, that would have been it, surely. But he didn't. Um, the set blowing up, I love the moment. But at none of those people, even though I, I love Marjorie dearly, was 
you know, a character from the beginning, always a main character, always, always, always. I think The Red Wedding is their last giant twist. Okay, that's fair. I will say that Cersei blowing up the Sept of Baelor is still one of the most perfect, like, ten-minute sequences of television. I think it might be the best moment of the show. Oh, yeah. I think that's true. I don't think it was as big of a, holy crap, I would never have seen that million years, daring twist. I think the Night King, I argue the Night King might be bigger of a twist. They're close for me. Sure. They're very close. Like, I had an outside theory that she was going to go full-on tyrant, but, like, for the most part, I thought she was going to show up and make a mockery of it and then do her tyrant thing. Sure. To not show up at all and go full tyrant. I mean, look, I'm not saying it wasn't... It was a twist. Oh, I, I didn't expect it. Absolutely. I just don't think it has, like, the genre-changing implications of a Red Wedding or a uh, Ned Stark's death. See, we're trying again to convince each but, other. But again, now, I do think that kind of thing is back on the table. Yes. Because they're, they're coming out and reminding us, this is Game of Thrones. We don't do the expected. Arya is going to kill the Night King three episodes in. Not how you thought it was going to go down. Who knows how it'll end? And by the way, it's so interesting, uh, this is back, kind of back on the criticisms, because I, I know a lot of you, I'm sure a lot of you watching have seen the criticisms of the episode. I have seen people criticize it. A, it's become a stereotype fairy tale. And B, it's doing what we don't expect, b- because it was so predictable. And B, it's doing what we don't expect just to do what we don't expect. So people were angry about the episode, and I feel like it resulted in contradictory like complaints. I think you just made my brain hurt. I mean, I do agree that the Night King bit was kind of the climax to the fairy tale portion of the series, because yeah. that's what the whole White Walker thing was. Which is always, which is, again, is always what's so interesting about Game of Thrones, is that it, yeah. it, it contrasts kind of the big, epic, Lord of the Ringsy, Dark Lord, um, you know fantasy story with the more grounded politicking. And I, I think one of the things that's been in the debate this past couple of week is, but what defines the show more? Is the show a fantasy story with political trappings or is it a political show with fantasy trappings? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got it. Yes, we've, we've solved it, guys. We've solved the discourse. It, it took me like an hour and a half to get there. But yeah, I, I, I think that... That's how I'm going to phrase it. I think a lot of the anger is from people who thought it was a fantasy show with local trappings and then realized that, oh, how do they ever think? I've always thought it was a political show with fantasy trappings. That's always, to me, like what we spent the most time with easily, what was always kind of close to my heart and what I was really interested in. So the twist made sense to me a lot and kind of really pleased me. But I know a lot of people were not terribly pleased by it. I mean, so much of the content of the books even is about oh, completely politic. I mean, it gets weirder than the show. That's for sure. Yes. Um, but there's still politicking is still kind of at the heart of it. Like, yeah, I, I've always viewed it more. I'm more interested in the machinations than anything yeah. uh, and the clothes, but the, the machinations. Clothes. I mean, Cersei's outfit alone. We should oh, talk about that. Oh my sound. God. So good. All right. Maybe close thoughts. We already got the sign off a little bit early this week, guys. I'm sorry. We have some real life stuff to attend to. Yeah, we do. But um, do you have any thoughts before we close out, Cheryl? I'm excited for Sunday. I am too. Because, I mean, again, I don't know and I love it. I know. 
It's nice. We and again, and just one more time, kudos HBO. If if we don't know anything, you're you're doing a decent job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks a lot for watching, guys. Mm-hmm. We will be back next week oh, at four thirty. Four o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Did you get any results in your honest poll before? We I did, off? but I'll, there's so many commenters I can't keep track. It was unanimous. It was at one point it was twelve to one, twelve four. No, we didn't see it coming. All right. Yeah, I wrote it with you, and I think that's good. And again, yeah. I think that they did it in a way that you didn't see coming, but it made sense when you think about it, which is to me a good twist. All right, I'm repeating myself here. Thanks for watching, guys. We're going to go a little early today. We'll be back next week at 4 o'clock Center Time here on the Wendell Cremey Facebook page. Uh, see you later in Valor Margulis. Valor Dohiris. Bye, everyone. <laughs>